Illinois from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody and welcome to a happy Wednesday night, it's a lovely evening out and uh, we're staying indoors because we're doing Ask an Engineer. Right. It's me, Lady Ada, Mr. Lady Ada is with me, he's my hand, as That's right. dad says, hand of the Ada. And I did not ever date Moby, um. just want to clear that up, <laughs> tired of him going around. I know, terrible. Uh, we are here at the uh, Adafruit factory in downtown Manhattan where we are broadcasting live our show that we do every Wednesday, uh, rain or shine, Boston, New York, San Francisco, wherever we are at, we will right. be broadcasting as we have in the past recently. We got an exciting show for you tonight. We've got a lot to catch up on. We've had so we many guests and travels. We had the Mako team. Then we... I think that was our first live appearance. Yes, they loved That's it. That's right. And then we... Did a live broadcast from Red Hat, Red Hat uh, Summit. Yep, we went to the Red Hat offices. We were in a closet. That's right. That was fun. And then we had Pimeroni here. Yep, Paul Pimeroni and talking about their Kickstarter. That's right. Check that out. And this, but week, now this week it's a regular show. It's just us, but you know what we don't have is like Google Hangouts working. So you got an exciting oh, show. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll mention that. But um, right as we got started, we checked Twitter because we're like, let's make sure it's not just us. Yeah. Um, looks like companies, people, brands with pages that can broadcast on Hangouts can't do it at the moment. And it's also how we found out that you did a movie. Um, no. You all checked sure. okay, okay, so we got an exciting show for tonight. Why don't you tell them what's on tonight? On tonight's show, the code is two-factor, because we have a guide about two-factor authentication. So the code is oh, two-factor, nice. 10% off in the Adafruit store, which you can two-factor your account. You can do that. Yes, you should, while you get the discount code yeah, working also. And uh, we're very proud that we have a, a safe and secure site. Two-factor is the code. Good reminder, 10% off in the data first all the way up to 11.59 p.m. tonight, except for Adabox's Code Academy and gives your difference. Show and tell. There wasn't one, so we'll talk about that we didn't have one. Yeah, but I can talk about some of the things that would yeah. have been on. <laughs> um, so Make Code Minute, Python Hardware News, 3D Printing, Main Your City Factory Footage, bunch of new products. We're going to answer your questions. We will do that on Discord where we are... Um, celebrating four years of Discord for Discord. We put up our little notes. So they've been around for four years. We've been doing this for a couple of years. We're up to 12,000 people. Uh, hang out over there. You can be there 24-7. It is a place. All are welcome. And It's good times. I'm there. You're there sometimes. The we drop some leaks in there. Yeah, there's a new good time. crowd supply topic in there. There's a lot of stuff going on. And there's on. other friends. Yes, we have crowd supply, but there's also other partners in the maker yep. community that have Discord. So yep. join in. It's fun. Got some top secret. Gonna give away something, all that and more. You, you guessed it. Dun dun dun. Ask an engineer. Ask okay. an engineer. Not so quiet and calm because we're not having tons of visitors. Or, I love having yeah. visitors, but it's so. Yeah. It's like an empty nest. <laughs> You're right. Well, yeah. don't worry. It'll be busy again. Soon. I know. We'll have more people this summer. I'm okay. Sure. Two factor. That's the code. Good idea on the way out of checking out, you may notice that there's some free stuff. You get free stuff. What do you get? I'd love to tell you about it. If you order $99 or more, you get a free from Proto Half Size Breadboard. That's that white rectangular piece over there. It's uh, perfect for if you have a solderless breadboard project and you want to make it permanent. Take your project and move it over, solder it in, and then you use, use your solderless breadboard and make your project more permanent. If you, if you don't need, have a use for it, give it to some engineer you know. I'm sure they will love it. Uh, makers use these for projects all the time. 149 or more, you'll get a free sewable or iron-on badge. We have a plethora of badges, and we're changing them out every week. 
I don't remember exactly which ones we have this week, but I know we had last week a, a TV Gone badge, and we had a radioactivity badge that glows in the dark, which is really cool if you do uh, like to do radioactivity projects. Um, we changed these out. If you make an account, we'll send you a different badge each time for sure. Uh, if, if you check out with guests, you'll get a random one on each order. $199 or more, you'll get free UPS ground shipping. That's high quality, trackable shipping with insurance in the continental United States, uh, lower 48. Uh, so we recommend it. It's our suggested shipping in the US, and we'll talk about shipping a little bit. And $299 or more, you'll get a free Circuit Playground Express. Sorry backwards. Uh, it's our all-in-one development board for people who want to learn how to make or if you already know how to make and you want to code up some projects. It's got built-in LEDs and sensors and switches and buttons. It can run Arduino, it can run code.org, CS Discoveries, CircuitPython, uh, MakeCode, TypeScript or MakeCode Python now is Tiny available. Go. TinyGo, Snack. Snack, and all, all sorts of Rust, I'm sure, has also a, a SAMD21 yeah. target. It's a, it's a great ship that we have on there. It's got so much stuff you can do with it. And this board will take you anywhere you want to go. Like an eagle. Okay. That was my saying in there. For shipping, UPS ground is the way to go in the U.S. Postal, if you got a little bit more time. DHL International. Uh, a little bit of a reminder, Monday is Memorial Day. That's right. So if you place an order after 11 a.m. on Friday, will not ship until Tuesday. It's a good time to mention also that we have uh, free shipping for AFOs and APOs. That's right. We've always said that. Always. Not just some people like, oh, Memorial Day, we have free shipping. If you are deployed and you yeah. are bored, because it can be boring sometimes, you want to pick up Circuit Playground Express, we'll pick up the shipping. And uh, check out before 11 a.m. and you're in Manhattan. We have some zip codes and we have same day delivery. Every week, except for like this week, we have show and tell. And people around the world show and share their project this week, uh, Hangouts with Down. So that means we're going to have twice the uh, amount yes. next week. But I can talk about some things that you can look forward to. Yeah. Brent, from, uh, who's working on Adafruit I.O., he, he just finished uh, a year of grad school and he's here for the summer. Um, he got an Azure... Circuit Python library going. So if you're interested in using Azure IoT and you want to use our airlift boards with Circuit Python, um, he figured out a way to make it really easy to use all the Azure IoT capabilities um, on a Pi Portal or a Metro M4 airlift, or if you're using an airlift breakout. Um, very exciting because Circuit Python is definitely the easiest way to do IoT, and Azure is very powerful. So this is a good combo, and the guide will be coming out soon. But you can just pretend like I'm holding up two Pi Portals and they're talking to each other for Azure. So oh, sorry, it's. Uh what? Wait, I could. We um. I, sorry, keep going. Okay, sorry. Okay, um, Aaron has a um, guide uh, for a e very easy glowing necklace. Uh, chances are you uh, have people in your life who are like, I want to make costly projects, but they don't want to um, do soldering or sewing and not quite ready to do programming. Well, this necklace is a no solder, um, no sew, no. Really electronics-y uh, sparkling necklace uh, using our LED wires. GP was going to show off his Sparky demo and maybe preview this week's uh, Make Code Arcade project. Noah and Pedro have a Pi Badge visual show that as well. And uh, check out their video this uh, week for the um, Pi Badge joystick add-on. And Scott has been doing some work on video speed-ups in Pi Portal and text uh, display on the way to making uh, gaming happening in CircuitPython. We want to get the speed ups going so people can can have their blips and bloops happen very fast. Okay. Part of our Adafruit Live series of shows, we have uh, JP's show tomorrow. That's coming up. 
And here is a little bit of preview Ooh. of some of the games and more that JP's making. You know what's really cool? This is a gift from within the emulator. It's so neat. You can write games, and then we have the gift, but it's, that's what it looks like when you play it, too. Yep. All right, take it away. All right, so every week we do a Make Code Minute, and that's from JP Show. You can catch us tomorrow for the live version, and then, of course, we have last week's. Take it away, JP. Beep, beep. So what I wanted to share in Make Code Arcade today is the basics of using projectiles. So what we've got set up here is I have a background image that looks like this, and I have a player sprite that is a big giant tree. So let's say we're setting a game where this tree needs to feed people or animals or someone. Uh, and so we want the tree to be able to fire off tacos in any direction. Uh, so what I've got set up is four of these on button press blocks, which you can get from this controller section, so such as on A button pressed. Uh, and from that drop down, I've chosen the up, left, right, and down uh, direction pad keys on the, on the controller. Uh, and then I'm using from the sprites section, there's this set projectile to, uh, and then I'm choosing a sprite, and I'm actually grabbing this taco sprite from the gallery. So if you look here, we got a bunch of fruit up at the top. I decided the taco was nice. And I'm going to project that projectile from my sprite, which is the name that tree sprite has, in a particular direction. And so this is actually a, um, a vector that says we're going to head out uh, on the, when we press the up button, we're going to head on negative y, which is up in, in this world here, uh, vector, and the opposite for down, and then on x for the right, and negative x for the left. So you can see what this looks like if I go ahead and make this big. And then I can use just the, the browser controls or my keyboard. And now you can see I can send out uh, tacos in any direction. You can see here I've got a new piece of hardware. This is the Pi Gamer. Just came in the mail today from Lady Ada. And you can see I've got my little sketch loaded on there so I can use this D-pad. Now this one has a different D-pad. This is actually an analog, so I can, I can send diagonals, um, but I can't send all four at once because it's an analog stick that goes in diagonals, not pressing all at once. So there is my taco spewing tree in action on hardware. So that is how you send projectiles inside of Make Code Arcade. And someone said in the chat, who said tacos don't grow on trees? That's I know. Cool. I'm like, I'm going to look at this game. I'm like, this sounds like a really good game. It's like tree taco attack. That's right. The planet fights back. <laughs> so tomorrow, um, check out JP show. You'll see more of this. And if you're interested in making your own video games, you could go back and watch the previous ones. Yep. And we also have all these make code minutes. Okay. It's time for some Python on hardware Yay, news. There is tons. Okay, we have a big announcement to make. Well, well we, a couple of big announcements. We, we, we mentioned this before, but it, it's official, official, because we have this graphic now. 8 8 8 2019. It's CircuitPython Day. It's CircuitPython Day. Why? So, because it's the sneakiest of days. That's right. We, eight, eight. we wanted to be able to use Blinka to make the, the day. So we're, this year we're going with 8 8. 
So we'll have a countdown timer and more. Um, there'll be fun activities online. We're giving the company the day off. It's a big day here at Adford. I'll be writing some Python, Python code. Yeah, well, maybe we'll be on Discord. We'll do some yeah, stuff. We'll do some fun we'll, stuff. People can, can show off their projects. It'll be a celebration of big day. CircuitPython 4.0.0 is out, and then immediately afterwards, release 4.0.0. As, as is normal, whenever you do a big release, it's right. always like, wait! Yep. <laughs> so that's out, and there's a few new features. So, a few? Yeah. Tons? Yeah. The, okay. the, the features is, this is uh, a lot to do with the NRF 52.840. Yep. Support uh, as a BLE beacon or peripheral. B-L-E-I-O. New support for pixel-based displays. Display-I-O, yay. Yep. Uh, USB MIDI. Yay. Lots of languages. Many. And we also have circuitpython.org slash downloads. We also, it just it, because it's just been, a, uh, you know, nine months since the last release, we have ha added many more boards. SAM51, SAM21, people in the community making boards, um, doing, uh, you know, Tindy boards or CrowdSupply okay. or Kickstarters, and they want them to run CircuitPython. So we have, what, like 60 different boards? 66 different boards. 66 and then this boards. 401 update. Uh, stage library has been updated to 102. Fix a new overflow error with the read palette introduced in 4.0 RC, thanks to Deshipu. And enable round, which is uh, enabled in 3.1.2, thanks to Dan Halbert. And we're already starting on 4.1. Lots yep. of stuff is starting to go in. So, you know, it's not the end. We do, it, we do um, releases constantly, maybe once a month at least, if, if not a couple weeks. Um, so, yeah, as, as we head on, update your devices to 4.0. And uh, keep an eye out for 4.1. Okay. With every new release, we have a CircuitPython boot sequence. You can check this out in the newsletter. Mm -hmm. more. You can now get into safe mode this. by triple clicking. That's right. We also have, uh, if you want to listen to the history of CircuitPython, the uh, podcast that just got released, uh, sorry, there's two. I have. There's two. Yeah. I have two separate things. <laughs> yeah. This first one. This is the history of Cir Circuit Python, the write-up, and this was from PyCon, and Python. Uh, the Python blog posted about this. Yes. Then we have a podcast. It's called underscore underscore in it underscore underscore. Yeah. Because I guess it's the first thing you run. I guess when you want to run. And a podcast. this is hardware hacking made easy with Circuit Python episode two hundred and twelve. Yes, I think That's this was, this was uh, recorded at PyCon, maybe, or I'm, right after? I'm not certain, but it's, it's, it's all happening right now. Everything's yes. all happening at the same time. All happening. So that's some CircuitPython in the news. Some additional Python on hardware news, which we thought was interesting, is now MakeCode, if you use, uh, if you put slash beta at the end of arcade, and then you go to about in the settings. And then you can turn on like, and then extras. Experiments. Yeah, experiments. Yep. There is a static Python mode which is really neat. That just means yet another way to program in Python across all these yes, different Yes, you can do, you know, you can do TypeScript, you can use blocks, or you can do Python and you can switch between all three. It's, right. a, it's beta, but um, if you or your schools are doing Python, you want to code all your stuff up in Python, it is available. Okay, shout out to um, awesome. everyone who works on uh, the awesome list and then everyone on the team here who works on Adafruit.io. Uh, this is just a screenshot. It is now in the awesome list. So there is um, github.com slash Adafruit slash awesome dash Adafruit IO. You can see a list of all the resources, more including a ton of Python on hardware resources for your IoT projects and more. Yeah, I think it's Cinder. Thanks, Cinder. Updated circuitpython.org slash Blinka. We have uh, 
Google Corals. Yes. Corals not Machine supported. Learning. AI monster. If, if you want to use CircuitPython libraries with Google Coral, yep. go for it. And it's now available to download. Okay. Hackspace Magazine, they published what was in the magazine on their website. This is the review that Hackspace did a Pi Portal, got a 9 out of 10 on their site. And I quote, the best hackable out-of-the-box IoT display available at the moment. That's right, you can read about that. There's also some code up from Chewy Turtle. This is the Twitter API project to display the latest tweet information from PyPortal. Uh, if you were at PyCon or saw some of the tweets, this was one of the projects there. Nina, who was one of the keynote speakers at PyCon, has a Python 2.7 countdown. How long Yay. until this is gone? Yay, well, please go away. <laughs> yeah. And we so, love you, Python 2. So this is a, a specific project for people that do a lot of Python for when it's going to go from 2.7 to 3.0. It's kind of cool. Oh, it looks like a different graphical mode. Yeah, too. you can have different different looks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice looks. Okay, this is from Max. This is a dozen open source SAM 32 boards for a Stanford engineering microfluidics course. And I'm going to quote from Max, who is the instructor for this. CircuitPython allows students to quickly start controlling hardware and collecting data. Yay. That's why they're using CircuitPython. Well, if you're in a class you want to do microfluidics, you got to get you got to get stuff going fast. You don't have time to learn GCC. That's right. 3D printed cases of UFOs for the Circuit Playground Express. I approve. More UFOs, please. Yeah. So this is the case on top of a glass. So it has a cool effect. Looks like it's beaming up a yes. Maybe a cow or something. Beam me up, Scotty. Okay. Then uh, this is kind of neat. The University of Bath. They. They want to help people make sure they're updating their passwords. So they're using Circuit Playgrounds to do rapid prototyping. And that allows them to like do a little beep or just remind people physically, like, hey, it might be time to update your password. So they're, they're using this as a wearable. So Interesting. check out the, the article in the video. Again, that's in the newsletter. Um, we had some of our Pygamer gaming stuff posted because we're getting ready for launch on this. Recap from Pi Moroni being on the show last week. And they had talked about they're interested in supporting CircuitPython. So we have that in there. Some people have asked for that as well in Discord and on their Kickstarter. And then this is a Kickstarter that we wrote about as well. The developers of it, we sent over information. So this is yet another thing that might be running CircuitPython soon. And lots of gaming stuff. In the world of MicroPython, these are just a variety oh, of... So many people love to make gaming platforms. Yeah, variety of, of devices. These run MicroPython, and these are student-made. You can learn about their projects in gaming. There was a very brief period of time where MicroPython.org had more stock because they've been selling through their new boards. And if you're the first 50 people, you get a PyBoard D-Series. I just ordered mine, so I missed out on the shirt. But I'll try again next time. Tiny Pico has some hardware. They also released their files. Uh, they are on CrowdSupply. It's and a MicroPython ESP board. Yeah, yeah. and then also um, there's the video series that goes along with it. So yeah. Unexpected Maker's been doing a really good video series. This is MicroPython on the Lego EV3, and they made Flappy Bird. That's funny. So this is a relatively new way to run. That's new, right? Because I think MicroPython yeah. wasn't supported, so they must have gotten some beta yeah, they, they, access. It's now, no, it's now supported on there, and it's the latest update for the EV3, and then there's another one that we've been keeping track of. The, sorry, the Splink now. There's another one. I don't like, remember. Yeah, yeah, it's in the previous news. There's so many names. 
Snack is running on Circuit Playground Classic, and it could also probably run on Express. Y yes, it runs on Express. So if you're interested in, in a very, very minimal Python implementation, Python-like yeah. language, and you have a Circuit Playground Classic or an Express, and you want to try something other than Circuit Python, try it out, yeah. especially on the at Mega. 324. I mean, it's minimal, but you can play. Keith, also, the, the developer also got to run on the Itsy Bitsy and whole, there's a whole family of devices. Yeah. Um, More so, snack. So it's summertime, so there's lots of events, lots of things going on. And right now on the schedule, there is the Circuit Playground Express Workshop, Girls in Gaming, May 27th at 930 to 930 in the morning, 330. This is Belmore Hall High School. It's a private school for girls in Winnipeg. Um, you'll see that. It's girl... Girls Gaming, girl, girlsingaming.io. Also, um, there's a Circuit Playground Beginners Workshop, Electronics and Coding, Sunday, May 19th, and that just happened. And Sunday, June 1st, this is Makerspace NYC, Future Works Makerspace in Brooklyn Army Terminal. Okay, there's more. Uh, September 13th to 17th, PyCon UK. You'll see a lot of Python on hardware talks. I like how there. this is like the this is like the traditional British snakes. That's right. There's a royal snake. There's a proper. There's like a Harry Potter snake. Yeah. And there's like Sh a Sherlock Holmes snake. That's yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Good. Uh, EuroPython. This is uh, July 8th to the 14th. Then there's the Open Source Summit. The Open Source Summit and the Embedded Linux Conference combine, and this is August 21st to 23rd. It's in San Diego. I think we went to that, right? I went to one of them. That's a lot of conferences. Okay, uh, this is... Pylodinium. Uh, Pylodinium. This is City of London, June 14th, 15th, 16th. There's a recap for IoT makers in Israel. And that, Lady Ada, is the Python on Hardware News this week. A lot of stuff happening this week. Tons. Okay. All right, summertime. Whew. Get your snacks out. All right. Um, you know we're an open source hardware company? It's true! Yeah, I heard rumors. Do you know how you know? Because I have a piece <laughs> of glass that says so. Yeah, no. um, we have 1,860 guides. What's on the big board this week? Right, today, this week we had a little bit of light guides, but uh, some gu some weeks we had like 12 guides. This is kind of a nice break. We've got, um, and uh, these are still very good guides. We have using microbit and the cricket with MicroPython. If you have a microbit and a cricket bit, and you're like, wow, I really want to use it with... MicroPython, because you can't run CircuitPython on the NR5051 chip. Um, well, of course, you can always use it with Arduino or with uh, MakeCode, but we now have a example code for how to use it with MicroPython. It's a very minimal library, um, but you can control servos and motors and, and do capacitive touch reading. And of course, there's NeoPixels, you can do analog and digital I.O. on the GPIO pins. Um, so all of that is supported, so you can try that out. Please do. I know people have been asking for it for MicroBit. Uh, we have a guide from Nemesis who's been doing uh, security consulting and coding for us. It's how to set up two-factor authentication, thus the code. And it's a really good idea if you have an account on Adafruit or any of your accounts, set up two-factor. I prefer um, Authenticator uh, instead of SMS because I don't own a phone, but uh, you can do either one. And uh, whenever somebody tries to log into your account, uh, you not only have to have the password, but they'll also have a code sent to your phone. So it's a good way to know if somebody's trying to break into your account, which is not so good. Um, but also it, uh, it also just keeps your account secure. We don't store credit cards, but it's still a good idea. You don't want people going and looking at your address or what you've ordered yeah, before. Yeah, it's, it's good practice no matter what. And I think a lot of e-com sites, if they don't have two-factor, they don't have account verification, if they don't have all these things, it's going to be harder for them for when they're 
is a data leak. And there's a data leak in some way, at least every single day. It used to be kind of shocking. Now it's just like, well, okay, I should really get a password keeper. We talk about that. We yeah. should not use the same password across multiple e-com sites. And uh, we always try to have the best practices. And on top of that, we also wanted to, to educate the, the folks. There's a lot of new coders that use the Adafruit site to order stuff. Well, why not teach them best practices? And then also when they go on to make websites or work at companies, they'll be used to the idea that, oh, I need another, in addition to a login and password, yeah. I should have you know an authenticator app or hardware. It's not like you used to where you had like a literally like a little physical dongle that you had to carry around. That was yeah. annoying like for PayPal. Yeah. We should do that. Now it's just you use your, you know, your phone or you can... Yeah, I like Authy. I like Authy the most because you can have backups. Yeah. And if you lose your phone, you know, you can have... Like I have one on my tablet and I have you have one on your tablet, so it's okay if, if you know, one of us loses it. Yep. Um, but use whichever one. It's recommended. Um, we have the Easy LED Jewel Necklace. I'll show a video in a moment from Erin. This is a no-solder, no-code project, but she has friends who are like, I want to make cool LED stuff, but yeah. I don't want to write code yet. And... Uh, we have the MakeCode Arcade Sparky Invaders. We'll also show a little video of that. Um, this is how to, we're doing, uh, yeah, we're starting from the beginners, before. and now we're going to how to write full games, and I'll even show this live. How to write full games with MakeCode Arcade. So this is a um, shoot 'em up game, except instead of um, being space invaders, you are Sparky the Blue Smoke Monster, and you're shooting ESD uh, electronic bolts at chips and you're zapping them, but it shows you how to animate the sprites, how to have effects, how to have sounds. Uh, so you're actually writing games using uh, MakeCode Arcade. So those are the guides that we have. You want to show okay. these videos? Yep, we're going to show the Nicholas video. Take it away, Aaron. Yay, glowy. Some made in New York City factory footage. Take it away, Adafruit Factory.
And we have a few others. These don't have sound, so you have to figure out what's going on. This is selective. This is pretty obvious. This is making crickets. Looks like it's making cricket feather, right. feather wings. So that's good. So it's kind of fun, and you doing all the terminal blocks. Go go go! Selective. Nope. And here's Isaiah building some stuff. Yes, he's building testers. This is, uh, you know, we for each product we have two products. We have one product that's the product, and one product that's the tester. So we have to put together. Um, by hand these tester jigs that use pogo pins and headers and leds and buttons um in order to do full tests which is why we're able to ship so much stuff and have it all work when you get it now this is a component placer optimizer yes so you can watch us optimizing the load between multiple Machines. This is totally a PhD project. This is a, <laughs> this is a traveling salesman, but the, the salesman is a pick-and-place head. And here it is, analyzing the document. Yeah. And as always, here is... Another direction. A, yeah, this is... Those are nice. Outside the windows here at Adafruit. You can see... Beautiful spring day. Midtown up there. Yeah. Brick buildings. Okay, 3D printing with Noah Pedro. This week is a pie badge video. That's right. We'll have a very small snippet, just so if you want to know what pie badge is in 15 seconds, we'll have that. But well, let's we'll, say you want to know in two and a half let's minutes. Let's say if you have a couple minutes, here's the best way. Okay, take and it away. Hey, what's up, folks? In this video, we're taking a look at the Adafruit pie badge. This is a low-cost, easy-to-use dev board built for programming games on hardware. We've crammed a ton of goodies in this credit card size package. It's thin and small enough to make retro-inspired handheld projects. It's got a Cortex-M4, 1.8-inch TFT display with 8 buttons, an accelerometer, light sensor, and speaker. It also has USB recharging, JST ports, and it can run MakeCode, CircuitPython, or Arduino. On the back, the header socket is feather compatible, so it works with the Adafruit feather wings. The bootloader makes it easy to switch between CircuitPython, MakeCode, and Arduino. MakeCode Arcade is a block-based editor for programming games. It runs in the browser and features tutorials, lessons, and demo games to get you started. The built-in tools makes developing games fun and easy, so it's great for a classroom setting. It's got a game engine, sprite editor, collision detection, particles, and hardware controls. You can upload code over USB using games from the community, or you can build your own. You can use it as a prototyping tool to make simple games or use it to teach students. Turn it into an interactive conference badge with CircuitPython. Draw custom graphics and interfaces, play audio clips, and display animated GIFs. Adafruit's libraries make it easy to program sensors with drivers and support. Use the Moo Python editor to write your code and debug with the built-in serial console. CircuitPython makes programming hardware awesome with code plus community. So whether you want to develop games or you're just looking to play with hardware, the Adafruit Pi Badge features tons of projects to get you started.
And here's a speed up. I like lamp. Do you like lamp? I love lamp. Okay. Don't forget, every Wednesday you can learn how to make these things with Noah. Great if you're a moth. On, on three, if you're it's a moth, moth fan. Yeah. Okay. All right, so before we go over to new products, don't forget, the code is two-factor. Two. And we've had two-factor on our website for a long time, but we just have a how-to guide now. Thank you, Nemesis. And she uh, just published that guide. You can learn how to put two-factor authentication on your Adafruit account. It's a good idea in life and in general to do that when it's possible. Yes. It's Stay okay. secure, folks. All right. Ready to do this? Yes. Okay. New, 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 Okay, this week, new products okay, we have. Okay, we have a lot of new products, but we have a little bit of time, so we're going to get to everything. Turn off, we have this extremely useful for all sorts of things, Mono 3.5 millimeter, um, audio jack, and we also have the plug. Uh, two alligator clips where the tip is the white um, alligator and black is the uh, ring. So this is good for all sorts of stuff. One, it's good if you have something like a micro bit and you want to connect it to audio because it like you have a lot of projects, you don't have a speaker built in, but you want to connect it to headphones. Um, but it's also really good for accessibility tech. So uh, AT switches all use 3.5 millimeter um, audio jacks. And uh, this way, in the mono, because it's like one, you know, the sleeve is the ground and the, the switch is the, the tip. So this way you can quickly uh, get things together. So I'll show these off. Okay, do you want me to show the other one? Yeah, show both, because okay. they're, they're kind of a set. So, and they're nice molded. It took me a while to get these with like, yeah. the nice molding. So you can go either or this way. Like, so here you go. Both. There you go. One way or the other. All right, so let's look, look at them in the overhead uh -huh. and I can show you, you want that one. how you use them. How do you use these? Um, so you, let's say you have a, a, a micro bit and you want to connect to the audio on pin one, you connect black to ground, or you can do it like this way. And then you can connect uh, the tip to this. And then, you know, you just have whatever headphones you want, connect to this. And um, because it's a mono connector inside, it'll automatically connect left and right together. So you'll get um, audio out of, actually, sorry, this one. So you'll only get audio out of the left ear because it's mono, um, but that's okay. And then if you connect this to a stereo system, likewise, you'll, you'll get one channel. And um, if you want to plug it into, um, if you want to like read um, audio data in, if you have like analog digital converter, you can do the same either way. You can either use the, the plug or the jack. And uh, if you're doing accessibility tech and you want to mimic an AT switch, you would 
uh, use this as the connector and then these connect to whatever gets contacted together. And if you want to connect to an AT switch, you can plug it into here and then um, read this from a microcontroller or whatever you want to have activated by the AT switch. So it's a set, you get either one, choose which one you want, choose wisely. And uh, if these become popular and people like them, maybe I'll get a stereo set as well that has three cables. But for most people's uses, um, for audio or AT, I think mono is good. Okay, next up. We have some USB-C to C cables. We had C and micro B for people who had Mac laptops, but um, as more products come out, we're seeing a lot of products that have USB-C built into them, including the M5 stack we'll show shortly. So we have uh, two cables. We have a one meter long and a six inch long USB-C 3.1 cable with all the wires connected and an eMark chip. So these, it's a little expensive. They're like wondering like, why are these cables so much more expensive than normal USB cables? Well, first, these can do like up to five amps. Um, they're meant for very high current. They have all the wires connected. So it's not just USB data, you know, in the, in the four USB data pins. It actually has um, all of the pins connected. So you can use it for very high speed uh, connections or high power connections. Um, you can use this to charge, you know, devices, switches, laptops, and yeah, it has USB-C on both ends and they're reversible. So, you know, no matter which way you put it, it'll work. It's a nice thick cable. It's got, I think, uh, 30, it's up to 30 volts because it says, you know, up to the highest voltage. And it's got the, they're supposed to be, when you get USB-C cables, they're supposed to have this chip inside that helps do the power negotiation. A lot of lower cost cables leave that out, but these have that chip in. So if you're, if you're reading something and it's like, oh, don't make sure to get, you know, for this laptop or device, you need an eMark cable. These cables have the eMark in them. So we have this uh, long version. And then let me see if I have the short version. We also have, because I have all sorts of, these, I have all these cables here because I was connecting stuff to stuff. I may not have it. But we have also in the shop a six inch long version of okay. the same cable. I'll find it in like exactly three seconds. That's how it goes. Well, oh, wait, here it is. Oh, yeah. Right. It's short. That's why it's so hard to find. But it's a yeah. shorty version. So one meter long and then like, you know, six to eight inches long. Yep. Two cables. All right. Speaking of USB. USB-C is on the menu. So now you're like, okay, well, I have USB-C stuff, but how do I know that it's actually charging at the right rate and voltage? Because with USB-A um, and B, you know, you were five volts and you had up to, you know, 500 milliamps max, maybe one amp max. And like, you know, if you're using a Raspberry Pi, you can, you can push up to two. But once you're trying to get past two amps, actually the USB cables aren't really, they don't have enough conductors to uh, pass so much current. You're not going to get, you know, because you have like four times as many conductors for power and ground on the USB-C. So we have this handy little tester. It's a little pricey, but it's really nice because it does USB-C or USB-A and every combo thereof. So let's show a demo of this. So. I have this connected up. This is just going to be for plain USB because I don't have my USB-C um, power adapter here. But you plug into USB and it'll show, uh, let me put it on the big display. It'll show the voltage and current um, on here. So right now it's five, about five volts, no current. And then let's say I have my M5 stack and I want to plug it in. So I can plug it like this and you'll see it's charging up. It dropped down to 4.64 volts and uh, 0.4 amps. This is handy. And then what's nice is that it also acts as an adapter of source because this has USB-C. You plug it in 
and oh sorry this actually goes the other direction it's charging but actually the current measurement doesn't realize it because it's it's thinking that it goes the other direction um, but I can also convert this to USB-C here I think it goes this way so plug it in like this and yeah now the, the current is correct because it's positive and it's uh, drawing about half an amp over USB-C so um, good if you want to like do adapting because it can do USB you know it's got the USB 3 connectors to see in out all different ways and then you can select different modes like it can um, it's a little dim to hard to read but it can show you the D plus and D minus voltages it can calculate total current it can calculate the impedance um, you can you can have alerts that tell you if it, the voltage goes above or below certain settings but I actually kind of just like this basic setup where it just tells you the voltage and current but for when I've been testing these because a lot of the USB testers don't do over 5 volts because they're meant for USB-A they don't do 30 volts this can do up to 5 amps and 30 volts so it's perfect yeah. for you know when I was getting all these cables and I was testing them with laptops and switches and I have a, a USB soldering iron um, the only way to be able to measure the high voltage and current is with these kinds of high quality cables and a high quality thing yeah one suggestion just for all of us out there get one really good USB-C cable because everything's going to break and fail and it could just be the cable so yeah you get, had your laptop on. you were like why is my laptop working but it's actually get, the cable yeah you'll get um some type of not so great USB-C to C cable in your life because it'll just start being part of things that just open up yeah and you're going to think something's broken and it's it may or may not have something to do with the cable so even if you just get one you know put like a bright sticker on it or something it's like this is my for sure good cable that has everything yeah another thing is a lot of lower cost usb cables don't connect all of the contacts they just connect the usb yeah. data plus and minus lines they don't connect all the high speed lines so if you're if you want to use it for like displays or like you know hdmi over usb c you need to have one of the cables that like they're thicker because they have like 25 co um, cable contacts inside okay let's keep moving moving right along these are these kind of neat um if you are watching Noah and pedro's videos for 3d printing you'll notice that they use these inserts a lot and to get these inserts uh, they make a, assembling um, 3d prints a lot easier because of snap fitting or screwing directly this, onto them this video says it all yeah you you use a soldering iron and you heat the the tip up and then use it to push this brass insert in and then after you remove the soldering tip it uh, the plastic cools off and it grips onto the insert and then you can screw into it without having to like worry about threading your plastic which is like it, 3d printed plastic doesn't deal with well with with threaded um, threading uh, you know if you try to screw directly into it you can use plastic screws but they never quite work um, so these we, are nice because yeah, we have a couple different types too we have two different types we have one that's for 440 or m3 and uh, that's this one and this one, which is for M5, which is a, has a bigger tip. And the reason, some people say, oh, you can use a soldering iron tip, but because they're conical, they end up um, uh, gripping onto the insert, and the insert, like, pulls out. So these, because they're square, and they have these little um, steps in them, after you do the insertion, when you remove the soldering iron, it doesn't snag, and so you get a very clean insert. Also, there's a nice a flat nice flat uh, yeah. step on it so you when you insert it it's it goes in straight basically 
So they're a little bit more expensive than just using your soldering iron um, plane, but we recommend them. You can use any hacko iron, uh, including, there's one linked on the product page if you want, like what's the cheapest one you carry? I don't recommend using your nice iron. I mean, you could, there's no reason not to because you're not using your tips, but you probably want to have one that's just dedicated to uh, plastic because look at plastic on it and stuff. All right, we got some quick connects. These are JST SH. So you might be thinking, you know, you use JST PH a lot. These are SH. These are one millimeter pitch. Um, these are used by uh, Sparkfun for their quick connects, and they're handy. And we're going to make some stuff that's quick compatible. So we thought, let's get these connectors in in a ten pack, uh, mostly because I just needed them. And I'll show this on the overhead. Yeah, and then one thing I should let folks know, we decided let's support Quick, let's support Grove, and then we have Stemma and Stemma QT. So the way we've worked on things and made things is if you use Stemma, you can use all of them. Yeah, our Stemma is very, it, it, because it doesn't require any particular voltage, it has level shifting built in. Yeah, we didn't, so. want, we didn't want to have a whole other new standard and we also wanted to support everything out there. So if you have Grove stuff, Quick stuff, you can use Stemma. And this is nice because it's uh, like this cable that we have, it just brings it out to, to blocks. You can just, terminals, you can just plug yep. it into a breadboard. So this, of course, it's like hard to remove it. It's not soldered into something. But yeah, it's a very Someone in the chat had asked, is, how does it work with Grove? Well, we, we have... Quick does not, is not directly compatible with Grove. You have to be careful because yeah, it's... Yeah, Quick Grove and Grove is, don't. Grove is five volts and quick as three volts so you just have to be careful just make sure that if you're using a device it's not and what about stemma how does stemma work with grove stemma is is actually more like grove which is it provides a three to five volts but it accepts either one okay we'll make a diagram at some point to explain we this, will because it's it is a little confusing but yeah so this cable is like a quick cable using the jstsh and this is the connector it's um it's a snug fit but it's not too hard to except if you get it in upside down yeah if you put it in the right way, it just fits in very snugly, and uh, you get power ground and then two data lines, which they use for I2C data or clock. You don't have to use it for I2C, you can use this for anything, but if you want to match the um, quick standard, then you should match the colors to the capabilities. And then just solder this in. You can solder it with an iron with a fine pitch tip, or if you're pick and placing, of course, it's not too bad either. All right. Right, we have this is exciting. M5 stacks. Yay, this took a while to get, but we got them in. Um, the M5 stacks are kind of neat because they are ESP32 dev boards, and they have a lot baked into them, and then they're kind of this plug-and-play modular system. So the M5 stack core, we have two cores. We have the gray core and the black core, and they're almost identical. Both of them have ESP32 module inside, so it's Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, ESP32, you know, the dual 240 megahertz core. Has an SD card slot, has a Grove connector, has a built-in micro battery, like 150 milliamps, very small. Um, USB-C, and then all a little speaker as well. Uh, three buttons in the front, and a 240 by 320 2.0 inch uh, SPI display. And um, you can plug and play them with other modules. So I'll show this off. So this is the black one. Here we go. Um, so it's got all these pins broken out here so you can connect to them with plain header. And then here's the speaker. The speaker's here, I'll show that. There's three buttons and this actually even has a, a demo. Um, there's the SD card, there you go. SD card slot here. 
and I don't remember what this is. USB-C for data upload. There's a USB serial converter inside. Grove connector. Uh, reset, so you can press this to reset the board. It does a little animation. It's backlight control, and you can see it does a little Adafruit GFX test. I was like, that looks familiar. That's good, I've written. And um, I don't know if this is easily removable. I guess it is. So the modules are stackable. This is the speaker, SD card slot, USB serial converter, some power stuff, ESP32 module, um, battery connector, I think, for optional battery. And then I think the little LiPo battery is in here. Although I'm not 100% sure. I think it's underneath here. Anyways, there's a stackable header, 2x15.1 uh, uh, inch um, header that you can use to stack it onto other boards. So you can remove this bottom and you see now that the battery isn't connected because I think the battery was in here. Um, there's also like magnets so you can like magnetically connect to stuff. Um, but this is like the core brains. And so we have two types. There's the black type and the gray type. And the black type is a less expensive than the gray type. No, the, can you go back to? Which one? This one? Yeah, we have the gray type. So this one is gray. The gray type has an MPU 9250 in it. So it's a 9DOF motion sensor. Otherwise, the black and gray are the same. They're the same size, the same specs, other than the fact that one has um, this 9DOF um, motion sensor in it. So that's the, the core. Okay. The core, you just get the, you know, the screen, the buttons. You get a lot. You get the screen buttons, you know, battery, USB cable, some header. Um, you also got the computer kit, which I just thought was adorable. So this is, you plug the core into it. It comes with the core, and then you can plug in different um, little key control surfaces. So there's a calculator surface, there's a keyboard surface, and there's like a gaming surface. And it comes with MicroPython, so when you boot it, you can actually like start typing into it. Like this is actually the boot up demo. So uh, if you want to go to the overhead, I can show this off. So this is, So this is running um, MicroPython 1.92, and yeah, you can you can just type in directly from the keyboard. Of course, you know you can also connect over USB um, to upload data if you don't want to sit here and like type all your Python. And um, the way this works is that this is that core. This core is this part. So you see, it just plugs in, and then this this is the Faces kit. It has a bigger battery in it, as well as um, you can see the bigger battery, so you, of course you can run a lot longer because you have you want to run your computer for a couple hours. So there's this little keyboard kit, which has little tactile switches and um, little uh, rubber bits. And then let me see. There's more faces that go along with it. There is where the other face went. Um, so this plug-in version is the calculator. So you can see it's got numbers built into it, so if you want to make a little, like, your DIY graphing calculator, um, this one has uh, fewer buttons, but they're labeled like a calculator or a phone. And finally, there's the Gamer one. Again, not as many buttons, but they're in a kind of a gaming select start Game Boy style. Uh, and then they have this little converter that uh, takes all the buttons, switches, and, and reads them in. So you can plug and play whichever you want and stack up 
you know, sensors and M5 stuff, and then you get to the GPIO still. So it's kind of like an all-in-one brick system. And then, yeah, it's got these little magnets to help you um, situate it. I think it feels like magnets. Um, so whichever one you want, and then you, know, you can plug it in and make your own little computer. Very fun to build. Yay! So that's that's the M5 stack kit. So we'll get more M5 modules. We want to start off with these nice basics. Next up, Reese's Pieces. Yum. These are little uh, buttons. They're actually square top button caps. So if you have something with square, like I think 2.4 millimeter square top buttons, they plug in on top. Something like this. Like the Pi Gamer, which uh, we wanted to have nice big buttons. So we went with the buttons that we pick in place are just square top, and then you pick whichever colors you want. So these are available, they're like a dollar, but then you can pick whichever color you like. All right, that must mean we have some type of case for a Pi Gamer. We also have a case for a Pi Gamer. This is an acrylic case with a bunch of pieces. You pull it apart and I'll show, of course, the whole thing at once. And once assembled with the buttons, you get this fully put together Pi Gamer. Wow. Okay. And then we also have the Pi Gamer itself. So this is the fully assembled version. Um, so you can see the case is a couple different pieces. You have four screws to put it together. They're nylon screws and it holds the battery and speaker as well as the uh, Pi Gamer with all the slots that you need to access the stemma ports and the feather wings and so that's SD the case. Card. And then what's inside of it is this. Inside is the Pi Gamer, yay! So if you like the, the idea of the Pi Badge but you wanna have a Pi Badge that's very specific for gaming, um, it's very similar. It's a SAMD51 so it's running at 120 megahertz. It's got 512K of flash, 192K of RAM. It's got a 1.8 inch, 160 by 128 pixel screen, um, four buttons, and then a directional analog joystick. The analog joystick is really nice. It's more expensive than the badge, which only has buttons, but analog joystick, if you want to do diagonals, this lets you do that, and it has a really good feeling to it. Um, you've got the NeoPixels in the front for, for dazzle display. It's beautiful silk screen. On the back, you've got feather header, on-off switch. This has a stereo headphone jack, uh, as well as a speaker output, and automatically, like when you plug in the headphones, it disconnects the speaker. Um, LiPo battery and battery charging SD card to hold stuff, as well as eight megabytes of onboard flash. Uh, it also has um, stem connectors and feather header, so you can plug in whatever you like. If you want to add like Wi-Fi, you can plug that in. Um, but it's designed for gaming, designed for MakeCode Arcade in specific which is a really wonderful uh, gaming system. We've been having JP do a lot of videos for, I've been writing games in it. It's the easiest way to write games with drag and drop web interface and you can download them onto your Pi Gamer. So for example, if you saw that video of the um, Sparky arcade and you're like, I wanna play that game, um, here it is, live. And you can hear the beeps from the, from the beeping and the speaker. And it has about five hours of runtime. I mean, it depends on how much you're bleeping the speaker because it kind of takes a bunch of power. And if you're dimming the backlight, you'll get a couple more hours than that. Um, and you can do all sorts of controls from within MakeCode. They take care of that for you. So you can write games, you know, as easy as like, you know, dragging, dropping a couple bricks. You can draw the sprites easily within uh, MakeCode Arcade. Download them over USB, even over web USB, so it, it kind of one-click downloads. And uh, we'll also have uh, gaming ability in uh, CircuitPython. And um, if, you're, if you have a, a gaming platforms for Arduino, such as 
Gamebuino or Arduboy, there's a compatibility library for them, so you can use um, the Pi Badge or the Pi Gamer to run uh, games from the Arduboy, if you like. I mean, they'll be black and white, and they'll be a little smaller, because you won't get full color, because they're black and white. Or in the Gamebuino, um, it'll actually be the same size, because it uses the same size screen. And we also have a Nintendo emulator working for it, which I've shown off on the show and tell, and lots more. So if you're interested in gaming, and you want something that's a simple, low-cost, portable game platform you can pick up, we have Pygamer. So this is our, since Fusebox, this is our first portable gaming platform, and I'm excited. I think the most important thing is that you can use MakeCode Arcade. Um, having a ready-to-go software platform for writing games easily is, is the hardest part of a gaming system, and, and MakeCode really did an amazing job. Yep. And that was the star of the show tonight besides you, Lady Ada, the community, and all the Adafruit helpers and more. So that was it. Yay! Thanks, everybody. Okay, let's do a recap. Do a recap. There's a, there's a lot to recap. New, 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 new. New. We've got 3.5 millimeter audio jacks to alligator clips, great for accessibility or uh, controls, or if you want to connect headphones or audio to uh, Microbit or Circuit Playground Express. We've got high-quality USB-C 3.1 cables. These have all the pins connected. Uh, they have an eMark chip inside of them. They're good for high voltage, high current. So if you need a good quality USB-C cable, we have them in one meter and six inches. And then you know, if you want to test your USB-C cables, we have a really nice all-in-one USB uh, tester. This one is really good for USB-C because it can go up to 36 volts, up to five amps. So uh, you can test uh, voltage, current, and power for USB-C or USB-A. If you've uh, wanted to make really high quality 3D prints that can uh, screw together easily, threaded inserts that uh, heat melt in are essential. And these tips will solder, these tips go onto your soldering iron that uses HACO or some Weller tips and makes it very easy to insert these heat set inserts. We have a set of 10 JST SH, these are quick compatible, one millimeter pitch JST uh, surface mount connectors. They go great with our JST SH cables. We have uh, introduced the M5 stack family. This is a, these lovely little cubes, uh, five millimeter, five centimeter by five centimeter. They have an ESP32, 2.0 inch, 320 by 240 screen, speaker, buttons. They stack on, some have uh, motion sensors. They have batteries built in and battery charging, SD card, group connectors. They kind of have everything on them. They're really great to get your project going fast. And the faces kit even allows you to plug in uh, three different um, control interfaces such as a keyboard, a calculator, or a Game Boy. Uh, so you can uh, immediately boot into MicroPython, for example, and start entering in Python code with your little computer. Uh, these Reese's Pieces button caps are great for 2.4 millimeter square top buttons, such as those used in the Pi Gamer. So you can customize your button colors. We also have coming soon the acrylic case, might be a couple weeks till this comes in, but you can um, put together a case for your Pi Gamer to protect it. And then, of course, we have the Pi Gamer itself. This is our, kind of our first portable gaming platform that we've designed. It's got the SAMD51, which we love. It's a really fast, powerful chip with 120 megahertz, clock speed, 512K of RAM, and it's driving a 128 by 160 color TFT screen. So it's designed for MakeCode Arcade, which uses that resolution. It's got SD card, stereo headphone out, uh, speaker, battery, battery charging capabilities, on off switch, and again, works great with MakeCode Arcade. Uh, as well as uh, coming soon, Circuit Python, 
um, and some emulators and some uh, other gaming systems. We have compatibility layers, but uh, it's got four buttons on the front for AB selected start as well as an analog joystick so you can get those diagonal actions going in. That's new. New, 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 new. New. Okay, anything that you saw that was in stock? 10% off. We actually had some Pi Gamers earlier. We yeah. may have some still. That's the code. Yes. Okay, uh, let's do some top secret. Let's do some top secret. Yep. So first thing on top secret, I got some. And the best way to get this first is if you have an iOS device, you can download the update to our Adafruit AR app. So this is a real Circuit Playground Express. This is a, like uh, physical. This is a real one. And when it recognizes it, it will put overlays. And you can tap on the screen and learn all about the different components and pieces that goes into a Circuit Playground Express. So this is using recognition of the board itself. And then we say, OK, cool, you're using, uh, you have a Pi Portal. Wonderful. Here's all the things about it. Nice. I screwed C connector, digital analog connectors. So this is very futuristic. It's like a floating yeah. pinout diagram. Yeah, so any any electronics that you have from Adafruit, when you point the app at it, it'll tell you it all the things. It recognizes it. Can, yeah, it's cool. That's some, that's some good machine learning action there. Yeah. All right, next up. Yeah, I have an update. I'm going to update the Halloween because it's going to be Halloween soon. And I thought it would be cool to update the Halloween because it was one of our last SAMD21 boards. Um, I want to update it to a SAMD51 and then also update the screen from 128, uh, 128 to 240 by 240 because actually some really uh, high quality, low cost 240 by 240 IPS screens coming out of the market. I think from all the low cost um, smartwatches available. So. I will um, get that out soon. I'm gonna start with 1.3 inch display and then I'll update that to 1.5 once I get some samples in. Okay. And I'm not satisfied with Pygamer 2 because I just finished Pygamer. I was like, oh, let's make a 2.0 version. And the Pygamer 2 has a two inch screen with 320 by uh, 240. Actually, I saw the display on the um, M5 stack and I was like, wait, you know, that's a two inch 320 by 240 screen that looks great. So, you know, let's update the Pi Gamer to a larger resolution screen. Um, so maybe like if people who want to do like games with more pixels, you would have a 320 by 240. But otherwise, same size. And then also looking at these, uh, you know, high res IPS 1.3 inch displays and 1.5 inch, I thought let's take a Pi Gamer but turn it into a, a bonnet. And then I actually added audio later to this, not, not visible here. And then uh, this is coming soon. It's an ultimate GPS with USB built-in. Some people for with the Linux computers, they wanted to set up like NTP, and they just they didn't want to have to do any wiring. So this is just it's got the USB serial converter built in, and then the uh, pulse per second comes out on the ring uh, indicator. So you can read that from Python or whatever to to see when it's on the pulse per second. Okay, back in the vault. That's our top secret of the week. Yay. Okay. We're doing some questions in the chat. I'll take some questions. I have a couple loaded up. Yes. We'll get to those. Don't forget, adafruit.it slash discord is the best way we see those. We'll try to get to all of them. Yeah. I can also away. show, um, if you want to just really go fast while, while you're waiting for Oh, yeah? Okay. I can just show this. Um, what do you want to show? This is just, when it, when you get the Pi Gamer, this is just the raw Pi Gamer. Yeah. It comes with um, uh, CircuitPython on it. 
which is kind of oh, fun. Nice. And it's kind of cute because it's like, hi, I'm like a little Blinka, and it's ready to run code for you. All right. Let me go back to the questions. Okay. So here are the questions. First one. Uh, this was from Alex from earlier. Could you give some thoughts on the differences between the ESP32 versus the NRF52 feather chips in general? When should one be used over the other? The ESP32 is going to be great for Wi-Fi, and the NRF is going to be great for Bluetooth low energy. So basically, if you want Wi-Fi connectivity, the NRF doesn't have that. And if you want Bluetooth low energy, the Nordic chips do a great job with that okay. and have a great uh, support, software support right. for them. Um, the new M5 stack core... Uh, since it's based on ESP32, in theory, you should be able to upload to Adafruit I.O.? Yeah, absolutely. I think right. you should probably just use uh, Adafruit I.O. library, and it should just work. You know, it's the ESP32 part is separate from the M5 stack part, and okay. our code just works. It, it uses the Arduino ESP32 library, so it should be just... Yeah, that works. I'll say this, but... Uh, between the two, so both are fun. Uh, between this one and, like, the Pi Portal, yeah. for instance, I think you'll have an easier time with the Pi Portal if you're looking to do an Adafruit I.O. project with a display yeah. than you will on the M5. Because it is, it's, it's in C, it's a little tougher, but you you yeah. know, our code does work. Yeah, but if you had to, if, if I had to say like, what gets you doing for more what you want to do stuff? stuff? Yeah, for more I, complex stuff, it's going to be tougher to do like JSON parsing on the SP32. It's yeah. Just, it's a C is harder for that. So whatever, you, whatever heavy lift you have on your device, if you don't have a ton going on, M5 might be okay. But if you do um, the Pi Portal with the CMD and an ESP32 for just Wi-Fi only yeah. as a coprocessor, uh, can also shows up as a disk drive. Like you, it's hard to get files on and off this. You have the SD yeah. card, but it's, it's not as easy. Okay, um, are we updating our Eagle library in GitHub? Not lately, but you can always extract our parts from the files that we publish. We have to sure. do a real big refresh. I don't know when we're going to get to that. Okay. Um, and then since I showed the AR app for iOS, uh, would something come to Android? We usually do our Android apps after, so we have Android apps, not opposed to it. We also need to have the AR library support, which I don't yeah. know if Android so publishes So we're that. starting out with iOS, and then we will look at Android, but um, just to reassure folks, we do have... We have, yeah, we actually have some Android updates planned coming soon. Yeah, and we have our Android apps in Play Store. Yes. Okay, uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, yeah, someone, I guess it was their first time in Discord and also ordering from Adafruit. Yep, we're a real company. Huh. <laughs> yeah, you it's can. It's live. Yeah. My favorite people are like, is this really live? Like, say hello or say something. Say my name. Say my name. Yeah, okay. Say my uh, name, say my name. Uh, any chance of carrying an IST1820 voice module? You know, I really don't like those old voice modules. I'd rather design something good in CircuitPython. Those are, they always sounded kind of iffy. Okay. I'm like, I mean, I've used them a ton, but they're expensive, too. All right. Well, that's it for questions. I might do another one if something comes in. But yeah. let's, uh, let's give away some. Get the what, phone? Do you, what do you want to give away this week? We're going to give away a Pi Gamer kit. Yay. I'll give away. Do We actually don't have the enclosures in stock, but I have one, and I'll give you one. So you'll All get right. an enclosure and a button kit and a Pi Gamer so you can get started with picking games. Wait, this right. is, like, all tangled here. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Second, this. Okay, I'm surviving. This goes with it. Okay, fine. Everything's fine now. Okay, what are the rules? Rules are, if you've won something before, you can't win again. Only one winner for my lifetime. Uh, the first person to call this magical phone. Phone number shown here. And answer the questions. will win the prize, which is a Pi Gamer kit. The questions are, what's your name and where you're calling from? 
And what's a project you're working on or you're working on? Good prize. You get Pi Gamer case and buttons. So you can get started immediately with making games. Good times. Call the number. It's going to ring twice. I'm going to say, ahoy, ahoy. You know it's going to be because you're going to be like, why is somebody saying ahoy, ahoy? That's me. And they're going to win... We're gonna win this. This, right? this. I'll, I'll get a kit for you because I got. We have them over there. They're gonna win this. This. It's a big deal. That. In the case, yeah. Please do the whole thing. All right. So the... In fact, it'll be this one. Okay. okay. I'll put this in a bag. For you. Okay. Oh. Hey, look at that. Phone's ringing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Look at that. Ahoy, ahoy. Hello, this is Joey. Hi, Joey. Can you turn down your computer audio so we can give you prizes? Uh, yeah, I have no computer audio right uh, now. Okay, great. Well, I don't know. Okay. I yeah. made it. Yay, congratulations, Joey. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from New York City. Okay, well, hi, Joey. We're waving. I don't know if you can see us. Uh, Joey from New York City. Uh, it's been really nice weather today, uh, as you know. Yeah, great. And uh, you are the winner of a fabulous Pi Gamer kit, so you will be Yay. able to... Uh, you know, you're supposed to go outside and enjoy the weather, but you're going to stay home and write video games instead, which is way better. All you have to do is email support at infort.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at infort.com. Say, hey, it's Joey from New York City, and send me out this kit with the, uh, 4238. I'll, I'll give them the, the pack. They'll just do the Pi Gamer kit. And we'll be back. What's the project you're working on or you want to work on? Actually, last night I was hacking on this project. I'm using a feather wing, uh, the dust feather featherwing, and a Wi-Fi feather to make a countdown clock for the L train by my apartment. Oh, good. So I don't need to make a sprint to the subway station. Well, it's not going to show idea. up, so that's good for you. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, you maybe you can make some fun games you can play while you're waiting for the L shutdown to happen. Uh, email, or you can make a game about that. That'd be kind of funny. We could we could throw tacos at de Blasio. Email support <laughs> at Adafruit. <laughs> at, uh, we could, uh, maybe, what's it, milkshakes? People are playing milkshakes now? Yeah. Email support at adafruit.com. Say it's Joey from New York City, and they will hook you up. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. All right, good night. Night. Okay. Tacos for everyone. Yeah. Think about all the great video game making opportunities with the pil- current political crisis. <laughs> crazy going around. You can have like milkshakes going to politicians. You can have like tariff. You can have the L- you can have the L train game. L train the L train game is definitely the saddest game. <laughs> you know, today I read that there's someone running around and purposely pulling like the emergency thing and for years years and every and th- so this is a dangerous thing because i think if they've because they've been trying to find this person yeah. and they're like they might be going on for years this is one of the few times where i think an entire crowd of people are just going to devour another human <laughs> like, this is oh, like, like the train's going somebody yanks on yeah and then they emerge. escape they they somehow get in somewhere and then they then they pull this thing oh man and, and apparently I actually here's the thing i actually think that there's probably they're probably not quite right like, cause you have to be kind of messed up to do that. Whatever, whatever. I and they're gonna get, yeah, they're gonna get. They should stop killed. doing it. They should stop doing it for because, their own safety. Yeah, but that's like. But I, but I do like the idea of a, a subway game. Like you have to get all the passengers on, on time. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Okay, so this is okay. Joey's kit. I'm gonna put this together right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll hang on to it. I'll let the team know. Yes. Anyways, thanks for playing along, Joey. Thanks for being along, everybody. Okay. All right, uh, tune in next week for more freebies. Yeah, that's our show for tonight. Thank you, everybody. Uh, special thanks to all the Adafruit team members. Uh, 
Thanks to Cara in the chat. Thanks, Cara. Uh, thanks to everyone who uh, was understanding and patient because uh, Hangouts was down for everyone in the world. I we're know. Just but we'll be back next week next for show week. and tell. If it's back, we'll be back. Yeah. I mean, we do the best we can every week. Yep. Shout outs to all the uh, helpers in the Discord chat, all our Adafruit team members, uh, both remote and here. We're here every single week. We'll see you next week. We have tons of stuff going on. I know. Right summer now. summer is when we actually get a lot done yeah. and we slide into the fall and then This is the best time to do electronics, by the way. Yes. There has been no better time to learn programming and electronics than right now right here. It's and, the most and, fun. And, and for we've sure. been and we've been doing this for a while. Believe me, it was used to be a lot worse. Yeah. So so live so you don't have to live through the, the terrible times. You could just skip right ahead Yay. to right now. Fun times. Okay. Well thanks everyone. Um, don't forget the code is two factor. That'll be going on until around midnight tonight or whenever we're turning off. And here is your moment of Zener. Thanks everybody.